course I tried it in the raw. Um, but I prefer a like try Luke, it neat. Try it neat, yeah. I don't in, think in the raw is the, the technical raw. term. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I was naked in my kitchen and I decided to pour some bourbon. I wasn't talking about the bourbon. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm joined today by the entire crew. I am your host, Joel. Sitting across from me is our resident cook, the man, the bouge, Jeremy, the kitchen whale Meh. Across the table is our pit master and producer, the man that tickles all the clips, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And the backbone of our show, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So we got a great podcast today, yeah. Bourbon 102, Bring Bourbon, Bourbon. yes, so- uh, And the reason we're doing this is because we had such a huge response to it. Yes. And All there, you suckers been going out there and buying up some bourbon. Yeah. yeah so we are sitting outside underneath the uh, deck on the back patio here, and uh, a couple, couple episodes back, we did Bourbon 101, and we realized we didn't drop enough facts on you guys. And we didn't drink enough bourbon. So, we are back with that. Uh, but before we do, let's jump into our normal catch-up segment and uh, see what you guys have had going on. Well, I have been diving deep into wanting to treasure hunt for bourbon bottles that have been allocated. I thought you were going to say diving deep into sourdough bread because you keep telling us you're going to do that. I will. You don't. I will. This is, this is good. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, it's turning into a sickness. Like... Her dive, like trying to find. I want to stop at all the stores. I want to like peruse the shelves and see what's up there. And you know what sucks? What? All the good ones are on the top shelf. I can't see the price tags. I'm five, <laughs> I'm five foot three. That's the struggle everyone has. Yeah, I'm five foot three, and like all the ones that I want to look at are way up top. So like yesterday, I saw a bottle of Lucky Seven, and I had read a lot about that, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it. You know, one of the variations that they had up on the shelf, I could see it was like over a hundred dollars. And then the other one, like there was another regular uh, bourbon bottle of it. I couldn't see. So I just took my phone and I like held my arms up as high as I could. And I took a picture of the bottle. Did and then it I, work? Like, yeah. And then I zoom, I'll show you the picture. I zoomed in on the price tag so I could see, you know, what the price was. So that just sucks because all the, all the crappy ones are at my level. Yeah. Well. All those $10, those $15 bottles. Well, I've been, when she, she first started doing this, I was super excited that she was, Oh my gosh, Stacey's in a bourbon. We're actually getting bottles. I don't just have like two bottles sitting around at one point in time. And now I'm like, okay, how much money do we have left? What? Is this really happening? Do we have? No, no, that's the kid on the on the uh, dirt bike. Well, he's pissing me off. <laughs> well, we're outdoor, folks, so we have some ambient noise for you. Anyways, back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, sorry. All right, <laughs> but um, but now I've, I've uh, I'm starting to wonder if we're ever going to have any money or we need to get a second mortgage. Or any of that jazz. It's all good. Which we'll get into this a little bit later in the podcast, but it's allocation season right now. And you've invited me, Stacy invited me to a local bourbon society group here in Knoxville. And it's gotten me just 
excited for the hunt. Dude, like, you're, I am, you're neck deep too in it. I'm, I'm so bad right now. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy texts me at work because I was all super jealous over the Knob Creek that you got. Oh, yeah. You got jelly yeah. that Matt got a limited edition 15-year Knob Creek. Yeah. yeah so I, I, told, I told these guys, I was like, hey, while you're out hunting, if you see the 15-year Knob Creek or the 12-year Knob Creek, pick them up for me and uh, I, you know, I'll I, get them from you next time I, I see you. I sent Matt a picture of the 15 the next and 12 day. and he goes, I'll take both. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Jeremy texts me at work and was like, he goes, this is a couple days later at another yeah. liquor store that I yeah, stopped at yeah. and another picture of the 15 year. And I go get it. Yep. I wanted it. I haven't tried it yet though. I haven't either. I just brought them to you guys today. So I think mm. Joel said he wants to crack his. Maybe we'll do that yeah, later. We're going to get a little nip. A little well, what's funny about that? Our that condition is after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, that Facebook page, the Knoxville Bourbon Society page, you know, like I've gotten really into it as well. And I love seeing what everybody has. And mm-hmm. this one guy got on there and said, when does this page turn into when you flaunt your bottles and your fines? Like we're, we're better than this. We're not like that. And I put on there, I'm like, flaunt away. Like I love seeing what people got. Oh, yeah. That's the fun part about it. Finding bottles in the wild. I think that what they're, I'm happy for someone that's got something cool. I think what they're getting at is like a lot of these like old school bourbon connoisseurs, they don't want you to air out I got this bottle here. Go get it. You know, they want their little... They want to keep a close society. Yeah. yeah. They, they Which, want- like, I think, like, a big thing about bourbon, like, I'm into bourbon because you guys shared it with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love sharing it with other people now. And, like, that's part of what makes bourbon so much fun, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of the older people are just aren't into that part of it. And- I know. And we're, like, pouring little sample bottles to hand out to, like, our friends and family. Like, anytime we're, like, mm-hmm. going somewhere and we're seeing someone, like, oh, look, we got this find. Like, here's a bottle for you to try. You um, gave me and Matt some samples this morning to take yep. home just, just, okay. just to yep. try. Yep. yep. Bourbon's meant to be shared. Stacy went to uh, uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or you got back yesterday. This weekend, she went to. Uh, you went to like seven uh, liquor stores yesterday, right? Yes. I wish. I told Joel like for a date night, I literally just want to like go out to eat and then like just go to random liquor shops and look <laughs> to see what I could find. But anyways, what were you gonna say? She went to one of our girlfriends' house. Uh, y- y'all heard me talk about him, uh, Wildcat Matt. Wildcat Matt. He's uh, so he's got quite. The bourbon bunker. I mean, Stacy was sending us pictures, and Matt and I both had our jaws on the floor. My yeah. only comment was, "Not enough of those bottles are open." And Stacy's like, "Oh, that's just the closed bunker. There's a whole other shelf for open stuff." <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the open bottles. Yeah. And I and he did mention that because I said, you know, Matt said that his Grail bottle was a William Larue, and I was able to taste that this weekend. And he told me. He was going to send you a little sample of that. But, of course, in the midst of me leaving and there being, like, 15 Stacey. people over there. Yeah. I'm so I disappointed did, in you not, right now. I did not grab it yet. <laughs> what the heck? The what the heck? <laughs> so I still, I'd have to like, go over there and get all that. All right, let's just cut this podcast short and just go over his <laughs> house real quick. Let's just take a trip. Um, um, sorry, guys. Thank you for listening in. We're done for this podcast. Yeah. It's well, been him fun. And, him and his wife want to come on the podcast and talk bourbons. Like, they know all about it. And he's he's really deep into it. And it's a quite an impressive collection and and we're not talking just like some unique bottles like he'll have unique bottles but he'll have five or six of them yeah it, it's girth and volume yes, yes. he's <laughs> got it up on him did no one say that's what she said come on uh, that's what she it. said uh, but yeah guys i was able to taste uh, a, bo- uh, a taste of <laughs> william larue weller but what i was getting at with my story was that him having all these nice bottles this giant bunker all he wanted to do was share that experience with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
You know, he was like, what do you want to crack? And she's like, and she goes, well, I just want your open bottles. You know, we'll just try something like that. And he's like, no, pick anything. We'll open it. We'll crack it. He goes, it. which ones do you want to taste? And I, and I'm, I said, those are, those are the clothes. No, we'll, we'll crack them. Let's go. That's what they're but, for. That's, and I told him, yeah. I said, I've got to save some for the next time I come. Cause I was like 107, low brew, you know, mm-hmm. the boons. And, you know, all we, these different things. He had the uh, Weller white label. I forgot what CYP. C, yeah, CYPB. I your, would love to try that sometime. Choose your perfect barrel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. The, and it's, it's like I was telling you, Joel. It's been, I think, in the 101 show, you asked how I was able to pick up bottles and leave them closed. And I said, the reason for that is because I think bourbon is best enjoyed with people. So, mm-hmm. 100% on board with that philosophy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we... We spent New Year's Eve to 2019, oh geez, 2018 to 2019 New Year's. Um, we rang it in with uh, Wildcat and his wife, LB. And they, um, we tried so many different bourbons at some point. I, they, I, I, it was all running together. Forgot like, which I, ones we'd tasted. Well, but but definitely hit me hard the next day. But, <laughs> I mean, we were getting deep on some brown lecker. But the... Um, I think after a certain point, you're not appreciating the bourbon anymore. Right. I think you're just, you're, same, your mouth's too same. numb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're having a sober pour, you know, or whatnot, but when once, once you reach the, how's it going, guys? You're, <laughs> you might not, as well be pouring Evan Williams. Yes. Like, you don't need hang, to be pouring Hang on William now. Don't Weller. be, don't tarnish the good name of Evan Williams' white label. I'm not, I'm saying, never like had Evan Williams. I'm not saying it's trash bourbon. I'm saying like it's not expensive bourbon. Like it's you're, not expensive. you're still having a good time, but it's I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to slip some Evan Williams white label in <laughs> on a, uh, a pouring sometime. It'll work, man. We'll yeah. be like, oh, this is the best I've ever had. It's so good. And it's, well, how much did you pay for that bottle? $12. It's phenomenal the white especially label? for that price yes really it's bottle and bond yeah well what's kind of cool about it is you know like i said they had tons of of bottles of bourbon there and when i first walked into the house my friend lb uh wildcat's wife she said taste this bourbon right now and it's actually you know i'll later recommend it and we're actually going to taste it it's going to be my my reload recommends for the night spoiler um, alert spoiler alert and we're going to taste it later in the um episode but um, and it's just something that is just a middle of the ground bourbon, you know, so you can get these fancy ones, these expensive ones, but there are some good, affordable middle of the ground bourbons out there. So on another note, I want to talk about the reveal video that we just filmed with everybody sitting at this table for our reload rub three year anniversary giveaway, the biggest giveaway we've ever done. We've talked about it on the podcast this, over this past month. And let's just say this was Probably this was the funnest reveal that we've ever done. Yeah, it was a you, good time. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you need to check it out because they chose the winners in a really like unique way using the Tater Cannon. It was. I wanted you guys to be a part of it because you know part of the giveaway was from Haltman Family Meats. That part of their stipulation was that the TRP crew choose their favorite cuts to go into the the meat package for the giveaway. So I only felt that it was right that you guys come on and help us do all this and be a part of it. Hey, it was a great time. Appreciate you letting us be a part of it. Um, yeah, so the video is a also lot a lot of fun. That's something I think that the video did a good job of is, is it's like you're just hanging out with us. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like what we aim for on this show. Uh, we're all just, you know, firing and making fun of each other and having it, a great time. It's really just a day of us screwing around and we also pick some winners. Yeah. <laughs> and we cooked and drank beer and stuff like that. And they suckered me into being on the video, which you know me, I hate being on the videos. But <laughs> well, well, I was there. It was about time. So I, They broke me in, so I'm more comfortable with it. Guys, look out in the video for a special hair flip from Stacy, where she says, hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, guys. Hi- highlight of the video. Yeah. Hate it. 
It's totally not me, but they made me do it. We did. I could help. Now, every time you introduce yourself on the podcast and say, hey, guys, I'm going to picture you flipping your hair. I know. And it's terrible. It's so so flamboyant and so not me. Like, like, please, can we take that out? I know. You're like, I feel like I'm in a costume right now. (laughs) We have to save that footage so we can use it like in the future. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And I was wearing a different t-shirt that day. And they're like, you need to be wearing the same t-shirt I had. And the only one that we had in the car was Joel's t-shirt. So I have this t-shirt that like the sleeves came down to my elbows and but whatever. (laughs) Hi guys. Hey, look at me. Well, so speaking of that, if you guys want to see this video, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash reload rub seasoning. And you can see that uh, video drop. Go subscribe to it. Yes. Subscribe to it because we're putting more videos on there um, as we speak. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of stuff on there from hunting to hiking to barbecuing behind the scenes r- behind the scenes uh, recipes podcast. podcast stuff. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very very cool channel. So, anyways, well, I got an interesting text from Jeremy's wife um, this week that said that her mom, after listening to the podcast, has gotten an inkling to want to try bourbon. Yeah. Um- uh, my mother-in-law, Susie, has been visiting this weekend and stuff, which actually, before we get into that, she gave me a really cool uh, burger recipe. Burger? That, um, a burger. Burger. Hamburger. <laughs> um, it's, mm, a, it's, a, it's a smash burger recipe, which she asked how we make our smash burger, so yeah. I related to her. You want like a griddle top or a cast iron pan. You want like a very flat spatula with no holes in it so you can push it down. Use, you know right yeah, to the yeah. pan, all that jazz. Um, and she was like, oh, that's a little different from how I made mine. She's like, I made the balls like you suggested. And then I went out to uh, my charcoal grill and I smashed them right into the grill grates with a slotted spatula. And um, that's how I tried to make them. And they didn't come out very well. Uh, <laughs> Did so- it just like Play-Doh through the grates <laughs> yes. in the spatula? <laughs> Bo- both directions. And that's how she made her smash burgers. And I said, you know, I'm recording a podcast tomorrow and this is definitely going to be in the podcast. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, whatever. Um, that so. sounds perfect because then, okay, so you've got like the spaces and the slots in your burger patty to put your condiments. If you can get it off the grill. Yeah, out of the charcoal um, or whatever. It, it ended up mostly in the charcoal and then on top of the spatula at the same time. We got to get her a cast iron skillet or something that she could smash and her then, into. Well, what led to that was she said, hey, do you still have that Stargazer discount code? I, said, I do. <laughs> um, poor, yeah, so. Poor, poor mom. Yeah, no, oh, she, Susie. she's a good sport about it, though. So what about the, the bourbon with her? Yeah, so uh, she listened to our Bourbon 101, and she said that was very interesting. She liked, uh, you know, the whole concept of the bourbon, tasting it and all this stuff. So last night, I uh, I gave her a few pours of bourbon. Uh, we did a, uh, a Weller Special Reserve, which is a 90-proof lower. We did whiskey. Uh, very Very smooth, approachable. Very much. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, of course, still blew her out because she's not used to drinking any whiskeys at all. Sure. Um, so we tried that one, you know, a little sip, a drink of water, add a few drops of water to it, drink it again, see how it goes. And she was talking about how hot it is. She was tr- starting to t- taste a few flavors. And then um, I was like, all right, now to compare to that, I'm going to pour you old granddad 114 to kind of see the difference. So you can see what hot really yes, is. Yes, to see what hot really is. So <laughs> I don't I pour- think that's hot. I, I, I poured her just a dab of 114 after the uh, Weller and she was like, whoa, okay. Okay, that was much hotter than the first one. Yeah. Like, higher, you see the difference. Higher proof and rye in the mash bill. It's just yeah. going to taste hotter to an inexperienced whiskey drinker. Yeah. For, for a high proof bourbon, 
Old Grandad One Fourteen is very approachable, but yeah. for someone who doesn't drink whiskey at all, it yeah. Is, yeah. Oh yeah, it's quite hot. Well, I mean, that's why she started. Stacy started putting, uh, you know, water, a little, little, a tiny dribble of water. Drizzle. In the you don't do that anymore, though, do you? Um, certain ones I do. Okay. Not, not for Old Granddad. I don't. And mm-hmm. actually, uh, the one that you've got sitting in front of you that we're going to taste later, mm-hmm. straight, straight, neat. Yeah, hmm. neat. No water at all. But now something like but the that, like, but your bourbon journey has come along. I did with that. use. You yeah. know, and as oh, you as yeah. as you have progressed, you started with the water, which would cut the heat. And as you progressed, you got more where you would started accepting the hotter bourbons. Well, like what was it? Weller is it? Was it the full proof or special reserve that it was full? Weller. Full what do you proof. have up there? So the Weller full proof that we've yep. got on the counter last or a few nights ago, I did a pour of that and I did add a little drizzle of water to that's it. So one oh seven or one ten? One one fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's hot. Um, but old granddad and you know that one right there, I'll just do it neat. It just depends on the bourbon right now. But actually, Joel appreciated it with a little drizzle of water in I there. I did. And we're going to dive into that I a little deeper you know later. What, do you know what's crazy about it before we go to a break? Um, I couldn't tell what it was. Once the water was added to it. Yeah. It got super floral. And um, I, 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 I was trying to pinpoint what we had up there. Because if I know what's up there, a lot of times I can blind taste it and I'll know what I'm drinking. Um. But when she put that water, I asked her, did you get a new bottle? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think it is? is? All right, before we run to a break, I want to shout out uh, Brad Chilies and Smoke. He's been on the podcast before, a friend of Reload. I was talking with him this week, and he has, you know how creative of a guy Brad is. Super. Oh, his dishes are off the wall, but they look delicious. Yeah, the the, The squidding and stuff like that. Uh, Those pork cakes or whatever that you guys loved when he was on. Um, He does some crazy stuff. He told me about something this week that he's going to do that, blows that stuff out of the water. Something absolutely insane. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but uh, we're going to have him on the podcast after he posts that on Instagram to talk about what it is and how it tastes. So I want to encourage you guys to go check out his page, Chilies and Smoke on Instagram, and he's going to be on soon to talk about talk something about crazy. Talk about yeah, give, follow him so that we can we can see that. I'm, I'm excited to see I it. Just, he actually I told me- you, Joel. You do all the time, mm-hmm. and it He works. told me something that he has up his sleeve for a cook involving Reload and- uh, I mean, like, I would tear it up. Is it the oh, same cook? It's not the same cook. I don't think so. okay. It's not, so. What the hell? I'm not involved in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's just because no one likes you, Joel. Well, that, Anyways, uh, guys, thank you for joining this first segment of the podcast. We're going to roll into a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes to talk more. Porn. Oh, porn. We're going to do some purring on the podcast. <laughs> we have a new porn pimp tonight. It's Matt. Back to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the OG. I find myself very likable. What are you talking about? That was like three minutes ago, Joel. I love you. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. Here we go. All right, guys, we're back from the break. Uh, so we're going to head straight into some porn on the podcast. As always, uh, I'm at the table by myself just to walk you guys through what each of the picks are so you're in the know. So for uh, number A, we have Weller 12. For number B, we have Eagle Rare. 
And for number C, we have Blanton's. So the theme for this week is actually allocated Buffalo Trace products, which goes right along with uh, the fall season that this is going to be airing in. Uh, we're in allocation season, so figured what better theme for this week. So let's get everybody back in here and let's get to drinking. <laughs> All right, we're we're all back now. Got everybody back at the table, and everybody has their numbers A, B, and C out in front of them. Yep. Nice and poured. Smelling delicious, by the way. Mm-hmm. So here's what Smells I think I want to so do. Uh, let's let's do uh, uh, nosing and tasting notes uh, in real time as we're as we're trying stuff. Uh, think through, kind of like we've done the last couple of times. What do you think this costs, and what do you think the proof is? So you want proof, price, and preference. Yes. So yeah, make make notes of proof, price, and preference, and we'll we'll discuss that at the end after we've uh, revealed what's in each of these cups. All right. I, I think that sounds good. Okay. Ready to get started? Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go into number A. Smells hot in the solo cup. <laughs> Creamy. <laughs> we're we're drinking out of blue solo cups. We Which is get, really the best way to, to taste good bourbon. We need to get those, like, uh, the solo shot cups for our porns. Yeah. <laughs> those are the yeah. best. Uh-huh. Is it weird that I, like, I, like, no distraction when I'm trying to taste bourbon? No. Like, I, my, you can't my, taste bourbon while oh. other people are speaking? Well, no. I, I, I kind of. <laughs> I'm like, I think I want my senses, and I tell my kids, I'm like, stop talking to me. <laughs> it's a uh, woody. Woody. Kind of smoky. Aren't you supposed to make notes? Mm-mm. No talk about it? We're going to talk about the tasting and, and nosing notes, and then we're going to hold the three Ps for the end. It's, it's not overly viscous. It's quite light to me. Um, nice and crisp. There's some floral stuff in there. Oh. Um, it's like a breath of fresh wind from a cave that has a freshwater stream running through it. And spelunkers are just emerging from it. See, I think the, I think the cave's got a bunch of hot coals in the in the fire that Sasquatch. So you think it's hot? It doesn't taste hot to me. Um, no, I mean smoky. Oh, okay. Woody, oh, smoky, peaty. I, I would say maybe with with that stream. There's also a group of campers next to the cave, and they have an open fire. Um, but that campsite is surrounded by um, a lot of uh, freshly blooming flowers. Mm. This is a very vivid uh, I think uh, it's got... I've decided to get more vivid with my descriptions <laughs> because I don't know shit about bourbon. Yeah. Uh, but so, you agree on some, fl- some floral notes, though. Yes, yeah. Okay. I, w- I would say it has that light crispness of um, a- of freshly bloomed uh, florals. Yes, I'm getting that. I'm getting some honey. In the smell or it, the taste? In the, in the taste. Wow, um, I'm not getting that. Not like not like you're like chomping down on some fresh rose petals, but like a freshly bloomed flower. See, I'm not kinda, where it's like a full bloom with with. I pollen, get that. I get that. But like I see a, what you're saying. A freshly bloomed flower, mm-hmm. like I'm but getting, like new growth. I'm getting like a fresh pack of cigs. Really? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, like, like the, the so that much tobacco? A little bit of tobacco we've played. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm like so no smoky. No, well, no a fresh cigarette. Like not an ashtray, but not the an ashtray. Like one straight out of the pack. It's got kind of a, a sweet fresh burn. Tobacco we smell mm. to it. Like you get that tobacco, but it's kind of sweet smelling. So I think that's got a burn to it. Fresh pack cigs, honey, floral notes. And I'm getting like hand sanitizer aftertaste. And apparently wow. a, a deep dark cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh so 
be sure to note down three P's and we'll we'll ooh, reveal ooh, those at the ooh, end. Brown sugar. I dropped my pee. <laughs> I got brown sugar too in there. I hope I don't offend anybody with what my choices are because so, I'm not that smart on these things. You're not going to offend me. Neither am I. That's why I'm I just have, saying. I think that's part of the fun of it is not knowing what's in there. Everybody's opinion's different, you that's know, true. on on what they think would be an expensive bourbon or a cheaper bourbon. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Can I say something about, I'm not going to say what my price, what it is, but can I say something about it? Say whatever you want. So, preference-wise, when I think about the taste, I would say it's a cheaper bourbon. But then when I really think of the notes that it's putting off, it makes me think it's a more expensive bourbon. But I'm going to go with my gut. I would say, okay. like, the more expensive oh, bourbons, yeah. like, you can really feel it in the aftertaste. Like, it finishes all the way through. Your cheaper bourbons don't really have that that initial taste and the finish to them. So, like, that, uh-huh. to me, a, a, a more expensive bourbon should be more complete. Yes. That's just, that's what makes this so crazy when it's blind like this because I, I want to know at this point, like, but am, am I validating my thoughts or, or am I totally off? I'm not listening to you because I'm drinking. Okay. But th- this very <laughs> much reminds me. Which would probably be all the time. This very much reminds <laughs> me of fresh spring water with, like, a mist coming off of it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so off. Interesting. I'm so off. That I don't get that. Like, like, I think like, that might, well, I'm not going to say This is when, heavy. When, when I first, no, to me it's not. Like when I first drink it, it's cool and crisp. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it gives me that feeling of like, you know, it being in the mountains or uh, in a cave. I'm Spring. off today. Yes. It's heavy yeah. to me. It's heavy. Spring. It's smoky. Mel- it's I don't want to, I don't want to say anything either way, but no. just very interesting. So let's move on to B. A mountain spring. Yeah. Uh, I got my proof. I got my price point down. Um, moving I, on I, I will say we had a drink of whiskey before we started this podcast and I think that's helped uh, kind of tame my palate before we go into these. Yeah. And that was, usually, that was probably 30, 45 minutes ago at yeah, this point. Yeah, so. but, but usually the first one, you're, we're like, oh, gasoline. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. All right, number this, B. Cleanse your palate. This is different. Number B. Like, I, w- I want to say like uh, potato-y. That's weird. Potato-y? Interesting. Oh, yeah. Like the smell of like a potato. Like when you cut potatoes and soak them in water <laughs> yes. and like that starch smell. Yes. Yes. Like, like you're about to make french fries, but you're waiting for the oil to warm up in the uh <laughs> I'm glad we're on fryer. the same page with that. I definitely get that. Yeah. Like, so I'm going to put starchy, I guess. Yeah. Neither one of these were like smooth and cream. Like neither one of them. I'm not. Maybe not. They were smooth, but not like creamy, caramely oh sweet. God. I smell some sweetness behind that. That, that starch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but taste it. Holy shit. Mmm. <laughs> that is like mm. butter. It is kind of a buttery. Sorry, I'm. I don't like, want to give anything away. I totally n- agree with you. Not though. a butter, but like a cultured butter that has like a little sourness to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Whenever what I'm I when I. When I breathe back in through my mouth after I take a sip, it's like it feels like my tongue has like a layer of silicone on I'm it. I'm off today. Like I don't taste butter. Stacy, on on a serious no, note, no, no, no. The no, te- no, texture is butter. On a serious oh. note, are, are you pregnant? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, that shit's carterized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His swimmers are free falling. Are you stopped team. up? Um, no. no. Sounds like you are. Okay. <laughs> so maybe that's affecting it. No, I'm, I, I taste I taste smoky once again, but more like a charred ash, not so much like active This one's smoke. more like ashtray. The first one was more like fresh cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely smooth and buttery mouth feel. Yes. Feel, yes. Mm-hmm. 
but it's um it's like it's like a plain bagel with like a fresh cultured butter on top of it uh, with a little sprinkle of Malden salt uh, to give it an edge to it. What the hell is that? Yes. I need to taste A to... to. No, man. Like, what is that? It's driving me it, nuts. It's I, very buttery, but 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 it has no. that soured butter, like cultured cream to it. So I, you, oh, I love it. You know that strain of hands, which y'all didn't drink as much of it as I did. But yeah. there, there was like a... That was a whiskey, not a bourbon, but there was like a unique flavor that I could not pinpoint there. It was some weird flavor. And this has a little bit of something like that. Like there's something that's pulling out of this and I cannot tell what it is. I will say like we're sitting outside right now and there's a slight breeze and I think that's helping like my ability to sniff it because mm-hmm. fresh air is constantly flowing mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. can really you can really smell these very, really well. It's like it, it's a, a flavor I have had before and I cannot yeah it's, it's like it's like right here. It's It's really good though. What is that? I can't, I can't. It's a mystery. A mystery flavor. It's a mystery flavor. All right, I'm cleansing the palate. Yep, let's go Ready to Ready for number C. Uh, mm. Sorry. I, I will say there, there's something about that that uh, I just can't put it to words yet. Mm-mm. Both of them are good, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're unique. We usually were like sweeter, creamy, vanilla, oh. caramely, and these are just more ashy, peaty. Hang on one second. I, I oh, I didn't do write down my things. These are more woody, more rugged, more like more. bounty paper towel. Just like guy. me, more woody and rugged. Lumber, yeah. Lumberjack. <laughs> I am wearing flannel today. So. Yes. These are more lumberjack styles. A woodsman. Yeah. Woodsman style. All right. Number C. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to- uh, I got my stuff. Your yeah. three Ps, please. Proof price preference. I'm not prefacing yet because I'm going to have to go back. It's really close. That's why I went back to A for a second. Uh, this one smells C. more alcoholy to me. Like rubbing alcohol. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm not getting anything on the nose except no rubbing notes. alcohol. Yep. I yeah. agree with that. Matt, is this white dog with tobacco <laughs> spitting it? Is this, no. is this hand sanitizer? I, I, I can't Carmel wait coloring. to tell you guys what these are. <laughs> 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 it's going to be the best porn ever. <laughs> I can't wait. It smells like, yeah, like hand sanitizer. That is amazingly smooth. It's very I smooth. I feel like me and the listeners are like in on a joke right now that you guys aren't in on yet. It's just funny. I don't like this it. This one's one. a little bit more watery, less burned, very creamy. Um, this one's a little I more, like this. This one's a little more dumb. Less peaty. It, it's, it smells like a doctor's office, but drinks like a soda fountain. Oh, wait, something else is coming through. Ah! Uh, what is that? You notice the flies came back once we had the bourbon porn. <laughs> yeah, they got bored of the bullet for the good sacrificial reason. B- I'm getting a little cream corn action on this. Oh, cream what corn. What a fantastic yeah. way to describe that. Yeah. That's what cream I corn, but not quite a... Uh, not, not so much cooked corn. Yeah. Yes. Harmony <laughs> <laughs> is like, the worst. But you know that mouthfeel you get when you're eating creamed corn? Oh, yeah. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like root beer float off of this. Root beer float? Mm-hmm. Like the creaminess of the ice cream mixed together with like uh, some of the complexities That's of the caramels of root beer. I get more on, off the nose than rubbing alcohol. To me, this one noses the best of the three. I got vanilla in there. There's no. a little niller, but... That's just me. Because you know what the hell's in it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm not going to give any notes or anything like that, but I think, to me, this one smells the most complex. I'm really I'm really torn on my favorite one. Oh. 
That is a fresh pack of cigs. Hey, come on. <laughs> I want to go back and sniff all these. Hang on. Just bear with me. As I go through sniffing them, ABC, it's like heavy, medium, and light on like the, uh, uh, yeah. on the nose. Yeah. I can't decide which one's my favorite between two. Or your least favorite since you didn't seem to like any of them. No, I did. Okay. okay. I did like them. I did like hey. them. They would not hey. be ones. Hey, don't. She liked it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I need to say, exactly. I liked them. There was none that I was like, these aren't good. These are probably not ones that would be like an everyday oh, drinker for yeah. me. Yeah. Because I tend to go towards the more. Crazy expensive ones? Can I have some A? Like, exactly. <laughs> Can I have some A, please? None of um, these sound like they're over $100 a bottle. Honest to God, these are all delicious. These are these are all delicious. And I'm torn between two of them as to what would be my favorite, but I think I've made that decision. You know, I was the first one to have uh, administrated this pouring on the podcast thing. I did it for the first couple of times. And then it's been a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of segments since I've been able to do it. I forgot how fun it is being in the know while yeah. everybody else is talking. Yeah, it's it is. so fun. Yeah. We were addicted. Yeah. Is this Price is Right rules with the with the pricing? <laughs> I mean, there's not like there's a prize. Like We're not going to yeah. win a prize. You get bragging rights. Yeah. That's true. Bragging rights are important. Oh, what the hell, John? Very delicious. These are all very good. Like if I'm sitting by a fire. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Going back. Kind of a side note. Um, my sister's coming to visit in a few weeks and she just told me she sent a dress to the house, like, like a dress to my house. Cause she's not going to be at her house for you to wear. Or for her no, to wear? but she said, please do not try it on. Now you have to yeah. try it on. I, I will. I'll send you guys a picture. Okay. This is a we, big t-shirt. I know. It's, it's basically a big t-shirt, but uh, can we put that on the TRP page? Sure. Why not? All right. Cool. Um, yeah. She said, do not even dare try it on laughing face. Cause she knows I will. Yep. You will. So these three uh, um, I'm bourbons, ready. I'm ready by the way, these three too. bourbons, instead of a hug, I get a handshake. It's a more professional, like a professional relationship type mm -hmm. thing. Like I'm going to do a head nod and a handshake. Like n I completely agree with you. None of these have like that viscous quality that coats the inside of your mouth. That uh, hug. Yeah. The, the, they're light and inviting, but still light at the yep. same time. Head nod, it's handshake. Like, it's not a handshake at a business meeting. It's like a handshake between friends at church. Yep. You just um, showed up to the fire. You're yeah. having a barbecue. You're, you're seeing someone you haven't seen in a few months. Mm -hmm. Head nod and a head shake. Whereas something like, um, like that Angel's Envy finished rye is like, you're just go full on like bear hug. Yeah. You just wanted to shout that out because you had so many people buy it because you. That's yeah. right. You're welcome. Yeah. Stacy has sold the most bottles, I think, so far. <laughs> I have. Angel's Envy. Sponsor me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the way I want to do this is a little bit different than normal. I want to do rapid fire style. Uh, Jeremy, Joel, Stacy. I want prices for A. Okay. Hold Jeremy, on. go. Put my list up. Uh, a, I have $40. Joel. $59.99. Stacy. $24.99. All right. So now that ah! now that prices are locked in, I'll tell you. I, I will tell you. I think what I want to do this week, and you guys tell me if you think this is dumb, I want to reveal each bottle one at a time. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. the theme at the very end. You're the pimp. Let's go. All right. So A is $30. Shit. MSRP. Thank you very much. A is Weller 12 Year. No oh, really. So what I've done this week well, is well. I've got MSRPs and I've got actual prices. <laughs> Secondary. Wait, let's wait hear a minute. Thirty dollars. Well, or twelve does not cost thirty bucks. MSRP. Twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. I said twenty nine. Actual bucks. actual price 
unobtaining unobtainium because it is at least two hundred dollars a bottle if you can find it. I yes. paid eighty dollars for my Weller Twelve when I when I bought it. How long ago? Uh, last year. Mm. What's well, the proof? Uh, so it's ninety proof. What did you guys have on proof on that? I one? had one hundred ninety four. I had ninety eight, and I scratched off and went to one ten. Wow. <laughs> so you thought it tasted a lot hotter than it was. It was hot for me. Um, I'll say preference wise, A was my preference. Okay. That wasn't, are we doing preferences now? No, I'm just saying because we're doing that one. That was my preference. Oh, oh that's good. Was it either okay. of yours? It was, it was number three for me. Okay. Number wow. two Number two for me. Okay, so let me, it, I've got some uh, flavor notes here. So the nose, uh, this is just what I found online. So very interesting to compare to what you guys said. The scent combines thick vanilla and caramel with a blackberry no. jam fruitiness no. accented by leathery hoary oak. Hoary? H-O-A-R-Y, <laughs> whatever that means. I don't know. Hoary? <laughs> Taste, the flavor profile runs along exactly the same lines as the scent, with just one exception. Once it's off your nostrils and onto your tongue, the woody side turns a bit dry. That dryness turns into a soft but spicy finish. You see what that's the first word I put on there? Woody. Yep. Yeah. Oh, was it hoary? I got a woody. I didn't put hoary, <laughs> but I will be using that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was drinking this, it reminded me a lot of the smoothness of the uh, Special Reserve. Yeah. I feel like they... And that, and that was what it came down to at the end. I was like, I really like that. And that was why I prefer. I feel like it. they missed fresh pack of cigs on their description there. That's I, interesting too. So I've had this bottle open for a while and I wonder if some of the tasting notes have just changed because it's oxidized a that's bit. That's so weird. I don't know. I did not get any caramely. Nobody getting brown sugar decadent. or, or no. anything no. off of this? Uh, none of them. I mean, like, I'll say whenever I drink it. bourbon, the very first thing I have is caramel because of the the, 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 the high yeah. corn in the, the mash bill. So to say something is, uh, a, a bourbon is caramely, to me, is just kind of like saying, you know, the bourbon is wet. You know, I mean, it's kind of... Well, smell, they all smell do. it. Yeah. Just smell it real quick, please. What are we looking for? A. No, what are we looking for? Like, like, like brown sugar or maple. Just got the bottle out. I don't know. Anyways, I mean, I'm getting more caramel over like brown sugar. Maybe as well. I was getting that sugary scent. Like to me, um, all, all bourbons are caramely with a hint of vanilla. So for it to have a brown sugar scent, it has to really define that scent beyond beyond caramel. Mm. Jeremy always gets hung up on brown sugar. Yeah, but no, just- I, no, I don't have brown sugar. In this. <laughs> no, he gets hung up on arguing with you if you smell brown sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch! There's no brown sugar in here. <laughs> I think I, I made that mistake one other time. Making in a passport. I will die by brown sugar. <laughs> All right. B. Give me your MSRPs on B. Jeremy Joel Stacey. $50. I got $40. $39.99. All right. The MSRP is $30. We'll do proofs? Yeah. Give me proofs the same way. 96 93 96 It's a 90-proofer. Wow. Suck on that. TRP. So I should have mentioned that A, obviously Weller 12 is a 12-year-old bourbon. Any any guesses as to age on B? 12 years. No, hang on. Stop. Don't want to say anything. Six. Seven. <laughs> Seven-year-old bourbon. <laughs> uh, it's a 10-year. Ah. So any guesses? To what it is? Yeah. I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll just tell you. So, uh, well, so, I, I want to say I had a toss-up between A and B as my preference. Like It, okay. it, it came out of nose. So B was Eagle Rare. Oh, Ten years. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Did you e- grab that bottle the other day that you were telling me you found? 
yes, I do have another bottle. This is one I already had. Oh, okay, Can I see okay. the bottle? Now, is that the now, basic now, Eagle Rare? Or is yes, that a the, basic. The basic one is a 10-year. And guess what? That was so, my preference. Since we're doing it, since we're doing it this way, mm-hmm. uh, that was my number one pick. That was my number one pick. Wow. Right, B. Uh, really I, enjoyed I know it. some pricing girl. on this. You, you mm. want to go into the pricing on this one? Uh, so it, MSRP's at $30. It's it's another one that's uh, a little bit unobtainable. Unobtainium is becoming harder and harder to find. I paid $35 for that bottle. Uh, the bottle that Jeremy was talking about that I picked up the other day, I paid 42 for. Yeah, you, you were telling me you found one that, and for me, part of the, the fun of the hunt is finding it at the low price. Yes, so I was yes. like, And I, the other seven, one that I told yeah. you about, I think was 49 Yeah, Yeah, you told me you found a $50 one yeah, or whatever, yeah. and, I, and I was like, that, like, I've heard this is an amazing bottle at $35, but at $50, I could have got something else that was in the $50 range. Mm-hmm. To me, it wasn't worth it. So this is kind of special to me because I've never tasted Eagle Rare before, and it's on one of my like must-taste mm-hmm. lists. Wow. And it's kind of cool that it ended up being my favorite one. Yeah, that is cool. And I'll tell you why I liked it. Because three was really heavy burny to me. Mm-hmm. Two was too smooth no burn at all and this to me was like that middle ground you want a nice little burn at the end but not too much and i really liked that one no i've very interesting i have always liked eagle rare i bought it back when it wasn't popular yeah you know and um you're such a hipster joel well you know they're hard to find i I like to think myself Mm -hmm. as like you know uh, uh, a a way maker on this you know no. Tr- a trendsetter? Miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> a pathfinder, if you would say. A pathfinder. Funny, so I've never really liked Eagle Rare. And I enjoyed I still that. don't love it. No, I, I, I... But you have two bottles of it. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> if you find well, allocated bourbon bottle. at a low price, you're going to buy it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's trade fodder down the road. In my opinion, like if you were to be able to find it at the regular retail price of $30, $40, $50, it's nice for like... You have to be in the mood to want that type of pour, not like an all the time pour, but definitely would be worth it for that. But you know, to me, I want I want one that I want all the time if I'm going to spend a lot of money. On I it. wouldn't pay fifty bucks for this. I would pay forty dollars for that. Yeah, forty. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. would be the. It's one should, that should I think, we add that to our pouring? What we would pay for that bourbon? Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, forty like, would be max. For I would me. pay forty all day if that's on the show for forty dollars. I'd grab two bottles. Hmm. I'd prefer thirty. I, think, I, I would prefer 30, but I mean, yeah. I'm saying I would buy it. Eagle Max. Rare is kind of like one of those things that even people who don't drink bourbons have heard of it. And so it's a good one to have on the shelf because if people come over and you want to break something out that they think is a nice pour, you could get that one out. And In my opinion, it. I think a lot of people, there's such a hype, just like kind of like with it's Buffalo all Trace. The hype. People are like, ooh, Buffalo Trace. I think people would say Eagle Rare and then they would taste it being a novice bourbon drinker mm-hmm. and be turned off from bourbons from that because really? it doesn't give you that hug. That? Well, because it's not sweet. It's not creamy. Well, no, someone who's inexperienced in, uh, in whiskeys and bourbons, to them, that would be very flavorful. To us, we're like, all right, that's a handshake. It's not a yeah. warm, developing hug. Yeah. So I think that is an approachable bourbon for someone who's new. But also a side point. It's not going to kick you in the mouth. Is today's theme mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace? You're close. Mm. You're real. I would say Ooh. you're half right. Ooh, so bo- half- both, both of these bourbons are from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. I like holding so the far. theme to the end to see if you can guess the theme. This I is like fun. That. I like this. I like this. I will say this. I used to get butt hurt when we, <laughs> we, when we did the Buffalo Trace uh, tour. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted, they were like, we got all these 18 or 20 different types of bourbon. You know, you're watching make. Blanton's getting bottled and labeled. Yeah, and, and they come out and they go, here's a OG Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare. And I'm like, that's two things I freaking have. Yeah. yeah. Those are two, and, you like... Know, you're, you're sitting there watching bottles. Weller get boxed. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. 
I'm so, sorry. Right. This is a t- this is a tasty little poor man. I like Normally, it. I would I like to talk about what's in the mash bills too, and that's the thing about Buffalo Trace is they don't disclose specifics. Like there, you can find where people have taken guesses, or there's like relatively, uh, you know good information but nothing official from buffalo trace it's just buffalo trace's weeded mash bill on the weller you know yeah and i would say um eagle rare is probably a weeded also because of the smoothness or no Mm, i don't think so i think it's got a little rye in it i mean i wouldn't say like it's rye heavy yeah i don't it's not a rye for sure No, it's not. I'm trying to read really fast. I'm, but I'm really curious really about number C. Um, All right, let's let's before, let's, before yeah. we let's, move on. You guys were talking about going to uh, the thank distillery. Thank you for bringing that. Yes, that was a good one. And seeing all the bourbons you made, I saw some good financial advice this year, which might apply to seeing bourbons distilled. Um, a bank mortgage from the, a mortgage from the bank is a 30 year mortgage, but if you rob a bank, you only get 10 years in prison. Hey, so you know these, these are expensive oh, on the street, okay. but I mean, if you just grab a few from the factory, I mean. Stash you know. it away. <laughs> Advice you shouldn't take. All I right. I do have a question. I do have a question. If you rob a bank and you steal a million dollars and you go to jail for tw- ten years, do you have to replace that ten- that million dollars? Yeah, you'll federally you'll owe, you'll owe it back to the bank. Um, they'll have like a lien against you, so, so you have to hide it and use it in small denominations. I see. Okay. Jeremy's done a lot of research here. Obviously, mm-hmm. hey oh, he was once a bank robber when he was much younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he was done being a troubadour, he t- turned to- a dairy to, farmer. Yes, he turned to bank robbing. Yeah. No right. comment. <laughs> so, number C. Uh, let's, let's do prices. Rapid fire. 55. 55. 59.99. 59.99. ever, Stacy has hit the nail on the head at Yay! 59.99. There you go. All right. Proofs? Yeah, let's do proofs the same way. 105. 90. 100. 93. Joel's the closest. All right. Let's do ages. I like doing ages. So give me an age. 11 years. Okay. Eight. Five. Believed to be six to eight, but not officially disclosed. That's right. Any guesses now that you have this information about which bourbon we have? No, I can't tell. There's too many out there. Blanton's. That's Blanton's. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pulled it out of the bag. So this is Blanton's. The dump date on it was 4 8 Thank uh, you. Barrel number 218 from Rick number 17. This is my first time with every single one of these bourbons, and they're all ones I've really wanted to try. Well, so I'll the tell thing- you right now, one and two, or I'm sorry, B and C were a very close for first place for me, but I ended up going with B because two is so smooth. I'm shocked. I was not expecting Blanton's to taste like that. So and for people who haven't had Blanton's before, it has the coolest bottle. Yeah, it of, is a nice bottle. Uh, it has a little horse made out of pewter on top. It's so cool. And um, you excuse can me, collect. do I get bragging rights on this? You do. I got hey, price and hey, I guess the bourbon. Hey Matt, will you hit that little blue button right there? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the theme was allocated Buffalo Trace products. I figured what better theme as we head into allocation season than to to taste some of the stuff, see if the hype is uh, to be believed. So that's the thing here. I wanted you guys to try this stuff without knowing what it was and see if it's worth the hunt. Excellent job on the theme because that's something that, you know, with Jeremy and I both being kind of new and into really getting into the bourbons, these are all ones that we've wanted to try. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't dislike any of these. They were all very good. Um, and I'll say a lot of people talk about Blanton's. It's very difficult to find. It's a little bit pricier at $60 a bottle, mm-hmm. MSRP. Um, and people are like, there's better bourbons, there's better bourbons. And having tasted them blind, 
there are better bourbons. But yep. if I saw a bottle of Blanton's on the shelf for sixty dollars, I would grab that shit all day. Yeah. Well, I'm well so right actual prices usually I've seen it around my area for ninety two to ninety nine. What would you guys pay for a bottle of Blanton's? I'd pay sixty bucks. I, I swear I was gonna say sixty dollars. I, I well, don't. that's MSRP. You're never going to see it at MSRP. Yeah, that's I'm, just the reality that's, of it. I, I, I just gonna... bought a bottle of this. At, at MSRP? No, I bought a bottle of this for, I think I paid 90 so you, so you would, you would, you would pay 60 <laughs> That's what we're asking. Well, I never tasted it. <laughs> no, I paid for it without tasting it. So having tasted it now, you probably would I not probably buy another one? I would probably not buy another one again. I did want it. It's a, like like Jeremy said, it's a very sexy bottle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's a status thing. And I will yeah. say I'm I'm pleased after tasting this because being a part of that uh, bourbon page, a lot of people shit on Blanton's. A lot of people shit on it. So and other, I've got to say, it is That there's is better good. bourbons for better prices. The but tough thing with Blanton's, though, I think I told you guys this a couple of episodes ago. The first time I tried Blanton's, I was not a fan. This bottle of Blanton's in particular... I really like. It's good. It's, it's a single, every bottle of Blanton's is a single barrel. So one bottle of Blanton's is not going to be exactly the same as the next bottle. So you've got to, if you well, find a good one, good. yeah, it might be. Listen, like, I, I do not own a bottle of this and I would pay $90 for it. Really? Yeah, it was either 80 or 90 have a bottle. You know, the thing bottle. too, they've got the yeah. dang cap that if you get all the caps, they spell Blanton's if you line them up That's side the by hard side. Part. And it's <laughs> a collecting like thing. It like triggers the collector in me to want to go and buy you them You can all. go to Buffalo Trace and, and buy the caps. It's not no, the no, same, no, though. No, 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 not buy the caps. You can no. buy a, a stave that is made for to put those for caps, caps in. all the caps to display. Yeah. You can display it. So, so there's, for cool anybody who hasn't seen one, right? there's a horse on the top. And when you line them all, yeah, when you line them all up side by side, it's a horse in motion, running. Oh, e- I never knew that. And they have different letters. Each, so that you can line the them up correctly. So yeah. there is actually uh, two ends. There's two ends that are different because Blanton's has two ends in it. So the horse oh. is in different stages on each one. So, so this is the first. Cool. Buffalo Trace you. is the first. And you have an S? Oh, an S here, yeah. Buffalo Trace is the first distillery that Joel and I have ever visited. It's in Louis. It's like in the Louisville area. I'm not it's sure right, if it's, it's right before you get into to Louisville. Yeah, and it is really historic. It's I I do recommend if you're going to do a a bourbon tour, you know, because a lot of the tours can get you know redundant and stuff yeah. like that. But the tour itself, we walk through the Rick House. Mm-hmm. You feel the heat. You sit down in one of the Rick houses and watch a video. You can see all the bur- bourbons and the barrels just sitting there. Um, it's super unique. But yeah, and the gift sh- the gift shop's really nice as well. But it's got that stave oh, with I've, all the holes for I've, the lids. I spent some money on the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Buffalo Trace is probably the top distillery I would like to, to tour. Let me tell you something, though. T-R-P. Really awesome tour. TRP. TRP. Really awesome tour. One of the least exciting tasting experiences. Yeah, the tasting's not very good. Hmm. So yeah. when you're, if you if you've never toured a distillery, I would highly recommend Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. But as far as your tasting goes, Angels Envy, meh. Maker's Mark, Old Forester had great. Oh yeah, they had great. Well, we tastings. need to save. We need to save. Yeah, some we'll save that. Yeah, save we'll some save that. Jazz. Cool. So, so, all right, now talking about distilleries, we're going to run into a break. Yep. And when we come we'll back, come back we that. are going to talk a lot more about distilleries. Yep. Bourbon 102 coming up after the break. Let's do it. Welcome back from that break, guys. We're going to jump right into 
Bourbon 102. Dude, that right. was that NPR voice. That line. I was going for uh, Parks and Recreation, the Smooth Jazz channel. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they have a Smooth Jazz. I, I did like that. That was, um, that was good. Right. First thing I wanted to bring up, uh, since the last Bourbon 101, um, I watched that, uh, that documentary, Neat, the story of bourbon, and they talk about Angel Share quite a bit, and I was blown away by the numbers that they put out. So, do you guys know what percent per year Angel Share is? No. For bourbon whiskeys in the climate of Tennessee, Kentucky area, it's 3% of the barrel per year. Wow. A 10-year bourbon loses 30% of the barrel. Wow, that's A crazy. A 15-year bourbon, 45% of the barrel. A Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve 23-year bourbon 69% of the barrel is it's missing. It's like bourbon missing. syrup at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it is stolen by the angels. Yeah. And as they say in the documentary, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> so, so, the, uh, so Pappies, as the, you said 69% is lost, do they mix with water or is that barrel strength? Well, it's going to get more potent over time so they can mix water back into it to bring it back down. But a lot of these barrels, a lot of these older bourbons are going to be barrel strength. And, and it matters at what, what um, percentage or what proof they put it into the barrel at. So if they put it in at 90 proof or something, it's going to get stronger and they don't have to add as much. And it has to be so at least 80 going in, doesn't it? At least 80? At least 80 yeah. going in um, and then no higher than 125. Here's going the in. question. You lose the 69% of the barrel, like of the percentage what, of it, like that, what is the strength of it at that point? Who knows? It's got to be like, high. Very high. They've got to cut it with water. They, Otherwise, they you wouldn't be able to drink it. They, they wouldn't have be to bourbon. cut it. But, but I mean, that, that's part of the reason why. That's a $3,000 bottle of bourbon, you know? Because only you only get a little out of it. Yeah. Oh, you, exactly. Speaking of Eagle uh, Rare, have you guys, since we just went through that and expensive bourbons, uh, Eagle Double Rare? It's, it's Double Eagle Extra Rare. Yeah. And I think it's like some $32,000 a yes. bottle yeah. or something crazy. You said that link, yeah. $36,000. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and, and, and due, to, due to the age is one hurt. of the factors. But, I mean, of course, $30,000 is insane. Uh, but another factor in that, because we were talking about how many bottles of bourbon do you get out of one fifty-five gallon barrel. Yeah. It depends. And it depends on how much evaporation there was. Mm-hmm. And another factor, because you were talking about, uh, Stacey, earlier off the podcast, what are the sweet spots inside of the rack house? Like the middle, the top, the bottom. That also has a factor in the evaporation, in the angel yeah. share. The ones higher up are getting hotter. They're having more evaporation. The ones lower down are having less. Cooler. The ones in the middle are, are kind of the sweet spot. And that 3% is... Um, indicative to the Tennessee, um, Kentucky area. If you go somewhere over like Scotland where they're making scotch, uh, the evaporation is much less, maybe 2% because it's kind of overcast and rainy and humid throughout the year. But you go somewhere like Texas, it's like 5 to 7%. That's mm. why it's insane. Iron sucks. Yeah, mm. because there's nothing. Because when they get the barrel out, there's nothing left in it, and they just rinse it out with water, or tobacco spit. So yeah, so basically, like, so bourbon barrels are kept in a rick house, and that's the place wherever they store the barrels. A rack house. Rick house. A rack house. Nope. Nope. They're, 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 they're interchangeable. Yeah, it's a rig house. So, um, so depending on the positioning of where they keep the barrel. Now, a lot of the um, distilleries, they will actually rotate the barrels from level to level in certain ones. But the higher ones tend to be higher proofs, and the lower ones tend to be the lower because proofs. Because of the evaporation. And now, yep. when you have something like, um, you know, Buffalo Trace is known for their, um, was it the Lot 2 that Pappy and uh, Weller come from? Lot B? 
or whatever. Uh, lot B, yeah. Yeah, um, lot B. But um, what happens is uh, there are certain sweet spots that the, that the master distiller knows about inside of those distilleries. And so um, the representative for like the uh, the Winkle family will come in and select those barrels for mm-hmm. for their barreling of the bourbon. Um, and that's why they, they, that's one of the reasons besides, you know, the myth and the mystery behind it. That's one of the reasons why they command a higher price. Whereas, you know, Weller can't, comes from that same mash bill and lot. Um, they are not the select barrels, right? Yeah, that's the only that's the only difference between yep. at least the the Pappy the Pappy twelve year lot B so and the Weller twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, it's the same thing in the bottle. It's just different barrels, like it, you said. It's, it's it's barrel select opposed to which like um, if you're into bourbon, you'll know that you can get like a store pick over like a regular pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, people will say the store picks are going to be better because someone actually had a hand in picking that. So I think there is a lot of difference between the two. Sure. Um, but is it is it the difference between a hundred dollar bottle and a three thousand dollar bottle? That is the question. And well, the $3,000 <laughs> bottle is probably your like 23-year yes. Pappy Family Reserve, not necessarily the 12-year. So, But that's the still- 12 or 15 uh, can be more approachable. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Wildcat have a bottle of 15 or something? I'm I think sure. he has the 10 based on the picture. Okay. The, and that yeah. one's technically not a Pappy. It's just a old Rip Van Winkle. Okay. So, but the thing is, though, that $3,000, that's not what the distiller is charging. No. no. So, so That's the, the third uh, party- the uh, Pappy Van Winkle uh, Family Reserve 23-year MSRP is $299, and I know that because I was on a forum this morning where a guy found one at a bourbon store, and they were asking $4,500 for that bottle. Yeah. And, and the store owner was like, well, I've seen them go for $9,000, so I think that's a good price. <laughs> well, but, but you know what? And I, was, I think that's a vehicle, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah seriously. But, you know, the, the one thing I like about where – Noah Cheek lives mm-hmm. is and correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they don't they don't allow that? It's state controlled it's, prices, it's MSRP, yeah. and that's it's it. all regulated because uh, the state buys, right? Is that how that works? Honestly, I have no idea how that works. So um, I've heard people talk about this. Um, I think the governor's a bourbon lover and get tired of this shit. <laughs> well, no, yeah, um, well, we should uh, <laughs> lobby for that in Tennessee. Yeah, well, well, no, certain states buy for the entire state. Oh. And so it's controlled distribution. And so it's controlled distribution, and that's yeah. how they control the MSRP. But if there's a bourbon you really like, and the state doesn't purchase it that year, you just tough luck. luck. Yeah, you know, tough luck. I guess that is true. You you are you're at the mercy of what the state wants to buy, if that's the case. So yeah. cheeky is out in the west, but we are literally in the wild west of bourbon because it's it's know, just oh, whatever the store the wants air. to do. Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. So another thing that uh, outside the Rick House, so you know. You guys talked about how they will take, you know, they'll take a bourbon that's on the top top floor of the Rick House and the move move it move it around and whatnot. And I think a lot of that too is they know per how many years this okay, this has been here five years. Let's bring it down to the bottom floor. Let's mellow this thing out a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, let's we, we got the proof we want, but let's get those flavors. Let them time in the barrel. It's almost like smoking. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like low and slow. Well, they, they can check the bourbon inside the barrel. Bourbon, ha- the barrel has a cork on the side of it. They can open that a barrel. Bung. A bung has yeah. a bung hole uh, <laughs> that the bung goes into. Yeah. Uh, but they can use what's called a uh, a thief. Is that correct? To take a little bit of uh, 
It's so a, a whiskey I, thief. I feel like your knowledge at this point has surpassed mine. Uh, so, you, <laughs> you can't look to me to ask if you're right or not anymore. <laughs> I am still your bourbon Padawan. So, um, uh, Jedi master. Th- th- there's this long glass tube that looks kind of like a straw. You can suck on the end and hold it. And so you can put it into the barrel, steal a little bit out of the bunghole and taste it so they can see what's going on with that bourbon. So they do that? Yes. So like, like with your non-age stated bourbons, um, it might be good at four years. It might be good at six years and they blend those together. And that's how they tell they can actually use like a test barrel and so, take a little bit out and try okay, it. Maybe a test barrel. I get that because they're I, not testing all the barrels, obviously. Well, but, sure, yeah. but I know well, I know with wine. So, like wine, for instance, they do not open that shit because mm-hmm. because they want as little oxygen as possible getting to the wine. The actual the the perfect Chardonnay is actually brown. It's not a yellow color. Mm-hmm. And if so, if no oxygen got to a Chardonnay, it would be like a brown color. Mm. Um, and so I thought I figured the same with the bourbon is that they would want well, as little oxygen as possible getting to it. Barrels are not sealed. They're a living, breathing thing. Sure. And like, even when they take the barrels apart, people will use them for different stuff afterwards. You can look at the side of a stave and see how far the bourbons penetrate into that. And that's because it's breathing throughout the year. And that's a lot of wind out here, guys. Yeah. And that's one reason why, um, you know, you take scotch, for instance, the, the weather is uniformly crappy over there. They they don't have the season changes you're going to have in Kentucky, hot summers and cold winters. So in the heat of summer, that bourbon is expanding in the cold of winter. It's being pulled out of the barrel and it's breathing every year so 12 years in kentucky does a sure. lot more for a bourbon than 12 years will do for a scotch 100 um but, but but they're not they're not airtight at all well i mean i know they're not completely airtight you know mm-hmm. but they're not getting you know when you pop that bung out of that barrel there's a there's a rush of air that's going to go mm-hmm. inside that thing. yeah and that's what i was wondering is, is i mean they're not, they're not gonna do it every three months i mean they might do it once every six years yeah. I mean, it's 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 not like something that happens every day. It, but 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 it's something a master distiller might do every day. Well, the in test, different rack houses. Well, the stuff. test barrel was was is a great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they may not even use that barrel for the same batch. Yeah. Well. I'll- a lot of bourbons are going to be blended, not single barrels to uh, achieve that specific flavor profile. But this is probably going to be happening more on like single barrel picks and stuff. Like yeah. that's how you do a barrel pick is, is you have to use one of these to test the barrel. They'll, they'll, they'll use that thief to pull out some and then you can test those barrels. That's how you test the barrel. Yeah, We're not going to pull a top off it or something. I, absolutely. All right. Let's get into char. Chars. Levels of char. Chars. They got one to four, correct? And four is considered the alligator I know nothing of this. Yeah, I'm not sure about chars either. I'm looking forward to learning something. What's cool about when you go to Angel's Envy and you do... Was it Angel's Envy? No, No, it was Michter's. No, Forrester. Old Forrester. Old Forrester. Old Forrester. You can actually go where they are putting together the barrels. You see the... They walk you through the whole design process. Yeah. Cooperage, yeah. The Cooperage. So you see how they put the, the metal bands around the staves and how they fill it, how they put the bunghole in there. And there's a spot where you can go and everybody goes in your in your tour and you hit the button and the flames shoot into the barrel and chars it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really cool. You know, they've got it on all so, it is is how long they let that flame burn inside. That's there. what I was gonna ask. Is one like one second and four is four seconds or something? There's like, more there's like thirty seconds of yeah, char I don't, for I don't some. Know, how does it not just catch on fire? It, it just blows the flames so through the center. I, I've seen it's it. It's not dried it, out it's, wood. It's, it, it's a conveyor belt with, with, with the barrels with no top and bottom on them. And what they do is they have a torch underneath. It just blows the fire straight up, and then they move on. So, so it's not long enough for it to actually catch on fire. It well, just chars it. And they also say it's new char oak barrels. So new American w- when oak. they're bending 
these staves. These staves they cannot, have to be wet. They can't be that dry. Makes sense. They're, they're not green dry. somewhat. Yeah, it's yeah. green so much. They're not dried out, so they got, they got to be able to move. Yeah. So when they're burning it, you're burning off, evaporating off whatever is inside there. But the longer you burn it, the deeper the char gets into the wood, which is going to affect the color and flavor of the bourbon. The deeper the the, the deeper the char the deeper the color of the bourbon and also how long it stays in the barrel. Well, it's just mm-hmm. like there's um, a new allocated bourbon out right now that's Elijah Craig toasted barrel. So mm-hmm. what that is, is, you know, you've got the original Elijah Craig bourbon. Then they take it out of the barrel and they put them in a new toasted barrel. So to- for what, like six to nine months or yeah, something like that? And what's the difference in toasted and charred? It's not charred as much. I guess it's toasted just got a like, lighter char level. Like what it sounds like. It's, they just toast the barrels. So they mm-hmm. get the edges kind so of it's a finished. Oven. So it is mm-hmm. actually a finished bourbon because you're not just sticking it in a toasted barrel to start. You're getting that finished Elijah Craig. And I'm interested, and they put it in I'm there. interested to try this. Some people have been shitting on this a little bit. But I, I wasn't going to get it. But I want to try it because I... I have another option for you. Hit me. Um, I've heard uh, good reviews on this one, and I've been wanting to grab a bottle. It is a uh, much less expensive option. I think they're around $25 or $30 a bottle. Uh, Jim Bean has what's called a... Uh, it's a double... Um, double oak. Double oak. It's and delicious. It's the same thing. Delicious. They age it in a charred barrel, and then they take it out, and they put it in a new charred barrel and really? age it again. And that's why it's a double oaked. So it's the same concept for half the price. Crazy thing about the Jim Bean line. The, the, the black, the double oak, and I think, what is it? There's two more. Devil's Cut, Distillers. Devil's Cut. All of those are around the $23, $25 mark. Very affordable. And what they did, they had a, a world, they, they hired a world-renowned distill, master distiller. And they wanted him to create a line of bourbons with a high-end taste for a low-end price. Was that Pickerel? I don't know. I'm curious now who know. it was they brought in. He's done work with them. Uh, I thought he was kind Dave of... Dave Pickerel? I, I don't know. No, I thought he was foreign. Like, uh, anyways, but... Um, well, I'm going to tell you right now, I just drank that Weller 12, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, well, stop fucking drinking it. And leave more for me. It was the end of my cup. <laughs> what the hell, Stacy? You weren't going to drink the ass end of my cup. You never know. It's really not that good. Probably would. I've been known to... Uh... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> not my favorite. Go back and try it. It, it, it was, was just what was remaining in my It was my, my pick. Yeah. There really? Okay. Well, good. The rest of that's yours, I guess. All right. I want to know, how does everybody drink their bourbons? There's so many different ways. You can do neat, which is without anything at all, straight from the bottle. You can do drops of water. You can do a drizzle of water. You can add a cold ice cube. You can add small whiskey chilled stones or whiskey bullets. I mean. So the southerner in me is like, man, I'm going to drink it neat. That's it. You know, but you kind of change. And, and your brother brought it up to me. And he, he knows that I'm like so hardcore about drinking everything. Neat. You're just rustic and raw. I guess, but there's the, it's, I guess the nostalgia. I'm afraid. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rustic and raw. Pay per view only, folks. <laughs> only fans. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old guy saying pay per view. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, like, for me, it's like I have this thing in my brain that I want to drink the bourbon. How it was bottled. It's natural form. Yeah, and I feel like if I do anything to All it, like ice or make it cold or anything like that, that I'm not going to get the full experience. But that's not true. Stacy did something the other night to a very high end bottle of bourbon that 
was blew my mind. I didn't, I couldn't even tell what it was. Yeah. So personally, I don't like my bourbon chilled. I don't like it cold. I don't like ice cube. I don't like ice cubes or on the rocks. Before you go into this, we should say you you do stories a lot of time. You'll do them on the TRP page and stuff where you'll pour a, do do a pour of bourbon, give it to Joel Blind, and he has to guess what it is. And he's very good at guessing them. He's very good at guessing him. And I actually I did not film this, but. The other night, I poured a bourbon. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I poured a bourbon that wasn't like in our section of ones that I would normally pour for him, just to get she to see how she, good he was. She didn't. No, she, she didn't. She didn't film it because it's, she poured it for her to start, uh. and then she got the idea. I want to see if he can get this. That is not true because Jace went in there with me and poured it. Oh, you're not talking about. Okay, sorry. No. I'm, so I'm shitting on her story. Go ahead. You are. Yeah. So. I didn't film it, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to kind of trick him and see how good he really is. We have like in our kitchen, a section where we have what, seven, eight, nine bottles of opened bourbon, just because we've had all these porn on the podcast. We had open bottles and I had went to a friend's house and I had had another bottle of bourbon that he didn't really know that I had had. So I poured him a taste and handed it to him and he was genuinely like intrigued. Like he just kept saying, I don't think this is anything from what we've got up there. This doesn't taste like anything that we have. Like, what is this? And he just kept saying it. And I was shocked because it wasn't anything that was up there. And he knew, like he knew that much. So what I did the other night, I had a Weller foolproof. It's the first time I'd ever tried it. I poured myself a glass. Of course I tried it in the raw. Um, but I prefer a like try loop, it neat. Try it neat, yeah. I don't in, think in the raw is the technical raw. term. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I was naked in my kitchen and I decided to pour some bourbon. I wasn't talking about the bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> but in the um, raw. And temperature of your water drizzle, like you don't want ice cold. Obviously, you don't want warm, but I get like a lukewarm, like tepid temperature. Sure. And did, I just did go. Did you tempt the water? Some people like to tempt their bourbon. <laughs> did you tempt the water? I should. Have, oh, okay. But just a little brink, get it in there. And I was drinking it and I had him take a sniff of it and a taste and he really, really enjoyed it. And it, and it stumped him. Dude, I, so she pulled, she pulled, poured a, uh, um, Weller a little thing of Weller foolproof. I've had it for a, a good bit. I only have a third of a bottle left up there. So I've had it numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, really tasty. Um, and when she brought it over to me and I smelled it on it, it was just like poof. Like these, the, the aroma and all that stuff was completely different than what I had originally or what anything else I had tasted up there. And then I tasted it. And I was like, oh my God, but it was delicious, but I could not, I couldn't figure out what the hell was up there. I even asked her, I said, did you get a new bottle? Did you get a bottle you didn't tell me about? <laughs> and she had to be shitty and grin on her face like, yeah. Well, that's interesting you say that, though, because I wonder what you proofed it down to with that little wonder, squirt of water. Yeah. I wonder if it was more like a an antique at that point. So, yeah. I don't, so and I love Weller antique. More than pour, Weller 12, even. If it was a pour that deep, okay, like about an inch, inch tall, Glencairn, okay. Yeah. Finger. Just a thin drizzle of water, I went. I, I have no idea of. That's not a scientific <laughs> measurement. I can't tell you what you proofed it down to so, with that much. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, well, the foolproof is 110? I, I probably put one to two mLs of water in it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but I would be curious to taste it like you made it compared to a Weller Antique. Just well, because we do that. Antique is by no means readily available, but you're going to find a bottle of Antique before you do a foolproof. I don't think so. I don't think... Not, not, not just going to find it, but... And it's better than this Weller. It was so I missed out on some antique yesterday. It was so floral, and it had so much, so much floral notes coming out of it, and almost like a honey crisp, like taste. Hmm. It was, uh, 
it just completely changed the whole freaking bourbon. So what about you guys? Like, do you like the little whiskey chilled stones or do you like ice or what? So I'll say with my journey with bourbons being newer, um, what I used to do is I would have a glass and I got those really large, like two inch by two inch ice cubes, those big honker ones. Yeah. And I'd put one of those in there and I would pour the bur- bourbon over it. Cause I think cooling it down makes it a little bit smoother. And then as the ice melts, it adds a little bit of water very slowly to the bourbon and makes it more drinkable and opens up. That was my experience um, for probably about six months. And then probably about three years or so months ago, um, it was actually on father's day. I got some Glen Cairns and my, um, my ice cubes wouldn't fit in the glass anymore. Oh. <laughs> and so, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drink it straight. And uh, Get Jeremy liquored up and he just starts cursing like that, crazy. That's right. That, <laughs> it, that has been my motherfucking experience oh. since. <laughs> since <laughs> I got to turn this episode around so fast. Well, <laughs> since, no, but now, now I'm really enjoying drinking them straight and it's opened up um, a whole lot more for me. And like, yeah. I'm getting more and more strict with how I drink my bourbon. Yeah. I used to take sips of water between, uh, between sips on the bourbon and now I've cut that out and mm-hmm. I, as you get more into that, like we were we were talking earlier, um, I was drinking um, Old Granddad One Fourteen the other night. The next night, I was drinking Weller Special Reserve, which is a ninety proof bourbon, and I was like, "This is so light and smooth um, because of that 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 difference in the proofages." You know, twenty four proof is a huge jump from yeah. night to night, and, and it's a completely different experience. Well, so and you're I, saying neat now? Yes. Oh yeah. Th- Have you that, tried any with with a little bit of water in it? Um. I was like, uh, just last night I was doing a tasting with, with my uh, mother-in-law and stuff. But to me, like I was drinking four roses, single barrel last night and, um, I, I was just sitting there sipping it, having no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's hundred proof and uh, I didn't feel the need to open it up with any water. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always just been a neat guy. Yeah. I've never tried and I'm not crapping on the idea of it. I've just never tried it. You know what I mean? I've always been happy with what I get on it. Neat. So. Oh, we got an emergency behind us, apparently. That's all um, right. Just keep going. Just so, power through. We got so, a bourbon emergencies here, so. That's right. Yeah. So oh. I have uh, two molds. I have the round the round ice mold, and I have a big square ice mold. And there is something to be said when you have a high proofer. Um, it looks cool, too. It, well, yeah, it does look badass. Now, hold on. I'll say I being newer to this, have not gotten deep into higher proofs yet. Yeah. So maybe that's something I'll look into more once I get into those 120, 130s. The highest proof I have is a 114 old granddad, and that's an extremely smooth higher proof. Yeah. See, drinking bourbon cold to me is just wrong. Yeah. yeah I'm I would rather open guy. it with water. Now, Except I, I, in a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I'm yeah. having well, like an old fashioned, and yeah. I have the same mold, like for the little, the yeah. round ones, and I got that just for old fashioned. A thousand percent in a yeah. cocktail. I want ice in there. I want rocks. Now, so sorry, Joel. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Well, no, I was saying. With your, with your globe, your spherical ice mold, and your no, no, giant cube. B- before you jump in, I say, like, <laughs> I, I do like to temp my bourbons. Um, so <laughs> when I pour it, I'll, I like it between 76 and 78 degrees in the glass. Uh, so like right at room temperature. Oh, <laughs> oh that's way too hot for room temperature. Are you in now? Huh? Well, what? room temperature inside the glass. You know, you got to, pull it out of the cabinet. My, stuff, my like room's 76. like, uh, yeah, about like 67. So we keep our house at 71 degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, let's just ignore Joel and talk about how we, uh, <laughs> our house for bur- for, uh, burgers, <laughs> bourbon. Huh? Jeez, I need some Bar- lunch. Burgers do sound good. <laughs> our, our tips for household temperatures, guys. <laughs> Joel, please continue. Right, so Ice cubes. I don't know where the hell I was at. <laughs> You're talking about your different molds. Uh, shit. Ice cube molds. Um, yes, ice cube molds. They, are, they, you have them. They're square ones, square ones and round ones. Yes, and um, triangles and rectangles. Now, I'll say this: uh, that when you, if you get a high high proof bourbon, you pour it over that that rock. 
it is very good, but you start losing it really quick. And it just, you ever like uh, made like a seven and seven or like mixed whiskey or bourbon with like Sprite and it just has that watered down taste to it? Anybody? I love that. That's that's our go-to drink when we go to Dave Barnes concerts. It, it's good. But like for me, I like things that bite me back. Like I like strong coffee. I like strong bourbon. I like strong whiskeys. And when when it's when that ice starts melting, it, I just start losing the yeah. flavors yeah. in it. I will say this outside of the, what we're talking about, um, moonshine. If you got some good, you know, white lightning, you put that over a rock like that. It is fantastic. Hmm. All really, right, so it really cuts the high proof down. So I'm jumping ahead um, before the next segment. I'm jumping ahead. My reload recommends is. A bottle of bourbon that I tried for the first time yesterday, and it is Chattanooga Rye. So Chattanooga whiskey. It's actually local to Matt. Um, yep, I've been to the the distillery, tried some of their experimental stuff before. It's pretty good stuff. And, Matt, and, and typically, you talk, you talk really highly of their 111, also, don't you? Oh, yeah, so their 111 is very good. So typically, you know, like we've talked about in the past, like ryes are a little bit more bite. Um, you know, it's never really been Matt's favorites, but. Well, I say that, but then every time one sneaks its way into porn on the podcast, it turns out to be my favorite. So I think maybe I thought I didn't like rise, but actually well, I do. I was I was with you, man, and I think it was the um, the maybe the rise we were having. So Hold I on. go ahead. Did you say what this one was? Yeah. yeah so it is Chattanooga whiskey, ninety nine proof straight rye malt whiskey. So I, I tried it at my friend's house, loved it so much that I stopped at their local liquor store and I picked up a bottle and there was literally, there was literally only one other bottle on the shelf. It you just came tell, out. It's new. You could tell where people had been buying it. And I thought I've got to let the guys try this. And I knew particularly Jeremy, you usually like the ones that I like, and I know you're going to like this one. Matt, um, you were telling us that uh, th- there's a difference between bourbon and rye. Yeah, you so, you know, we, we talked about in Bourbon 101 that uh, the mash bill has to be at least 51% corn. Yes. So on a rye, the mash bill has to be at least 51% rye. Other than that, it's exactly the same as bourbon. Still oh. new charred oak barrels, uh, uh, made in America, et cetera, et cetera. What's really cool about this label, it has the mash bill, the fermentation, cooperage, filtration, age, and batch size. The batch size for this is only six to ten barrels. Huh. Mm. Which and means I- if you're listening to us talk about it, you're probably not going to be able to get it. So sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's considered a small batch. Mm. Yeah. Oh, spicy. I like it. I like it. It's good. But... I've been drinking that rare breed rye lately, mm. and I think that one might edge this out just a little bit. Okay, well, you know what? This tastes different because we've been tasting the other ones today. Mm. Maybe when I tasted it. it on the virgin mouth, it was a little sweeter. <laughs> yes. Virgin mouth. Still the, delicious. You have Possible the, name for this podcast, virgin, virgin mouth. mouth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, what is the MSRP on this bottle? Uh, I think $39.99. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Rare breed's what, 50 Uh, No, I think it was a little bit less. I don't know. You're hitting me with the... With the numbers. With the numbers. Let's look it up. Mm, that's so good. This rye is so good. Chattanooga is has come on the scene in a big way, and their bourbons and whiskey is fantastic. I want to go down there. Their Chattan- the 111 they have, 111 proof bourbon, is one of my all-time favorites. I guess yeah. I need to try I, it. I love it. I don't think I've had any of the Chattanooga whiskeys. I have not either. This is oh. my first, and this is very good. The, the ryes are a different experience on the back end 
Yes. They, that, that's where all the, those baking spices live. Yeah, they're it's so good. I think there's just more flavor in a rye. Maybe it's just because, you know, I've had so much of the regular bourbon at this point, and it's just an evolution of that, you know, sure. something a little different. It's like, um, it's like going from a freaking IPA to a sour. Yeah, it's it's almost not even the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what qualifies a rye bourbon and a weeded bourbon? Because I hear people say, oh, well, that's a weeded one. You'd like weeded ones. And, so, oh, you'd like a rye. Weeded bourbons are when the rye in a mash bill of a bourbon. So like we said, regular bourbon has to be at least 51% corn. Usually there's two other grains and those are rye and barley. Okay, so a weeded bourbon replaces the rye with wheat. A rye replaces the corn with rye. Really? That's so no difference. corn? Right. Well, it could still have corn, but it has to be at least 51% more, more of Well, let's more say it's just, just a the proportion. Other. There is corn because it says mm-hmm. malted rye, yellow corn, caramel malted rye, caramel malted barley. See, yes. t- two different ryes. Different kinds of ryes, yeah. yeah. Um, generally speaking, uh, I was doing some research on um, on something completely different last night, but rye is known to be a much more flavorful grain than corn or wheat. It hits mm-hmm. you in the mouth. Yeah. and It kick you in the front teeth like a horse. That's right. Which makes them really good if you don't have a high-end rye whiskey. Makes them excellent for mixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it comes through... Whatever cocktail you're drinking, so much more. Yeah, a lot yeah. stronger. That flavor punches through better. Yes. Um, and, and getting that explanation, it makes sense why a lot of uh, bourbon producers also have a rye. Because yes. you'll, you'll, you'll see lines, you know, like like Chattanooga whiskey, uh, they, they have a line of bourbons and also a rye. Because it's the same exact process, just with a slightly different mash bill. Correct. So what are some weeded bourbons? Do you have any off the top of your head of what would be considered Weller, a weeded? Weller. Okay. Yeah. Happy. Uh, another big one that a lot of people... Uh, it's sort of like held in high regard as old Fitzgerald is a weeded bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got a rabbit hole on old Fitzy. Let's hear it. So, uh, wait, is old Fitzgerald the one with the really cool decanters? Yes, yes. I heard they're way overpriced and not worth the money, but they're really cool looking. They look really cool. Yeah. yeah. So years ago, years, she still has half a bottle. It's my mom. We done. We were all we go to my mom's house for like holidays and you know whatnot and party and whatnot and. uh we pulled this bottle of old Fitzgerald out. Old, I mean, this thing has got to be when I was a kid, because they don't drink they they don't drink bourbon. They yeah. still taste fine that many years later. Sure, that's what, what they call a dusty. Yeah, okay. whatever's in the bottle. So we cracked it, and this was way before I even thought about wanting to like bourbons. Yeah, and it was like higher proof. We drank it, and it always were like, oh, oh my god! So. We didn't even know how good it was. Everybody would call, oh, hey, somebody would come over, and we wanted to, like, laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to shout out old Fitzy? <laughs> you know? oh, you're, like, giving but, it out as a prank? Oh, yeah, the prank. <laughs> we wanted to see him gag, you know? But but now I try, I'm like, oh, my God, it's delicious. But she still has half a bottle of old Fitzgerald, and that bottle she has would go on the underground market for $250. Easy. I opened half bottle. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that Rebel Yell we had on a pouring several several weeks ago. At this point, that was also a weeded bourbon. Mm. Okay, okay, well that's cool. I'm trying to think, and there's every, some and, other weeders. And everything makers. Yeah. yeah, all the makers are oh, weeded. Yep, yep. And um, I'll say when I first the first bourbon I ever really really liked was when I tried it here, a Maker's Forty Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weeded I love one. That one. Uh, Bernheim. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It's kind of a lower, not bottom shelf, but lower tier. Uh, it's actually really good for the money. If you see it, I would encourage you to grab What's it. What's it called? Bernheim. Bernheim? Yep. So Is one it like of the, a German bourbon? Uh, 
Jewish, what? I think. Jew- uh, Jewish? Yeah. Lahayam. Uh-huh. I did have a wilderness trail this weekend, and that was really good. Wilderness here, trail? Here wilderness is uh, the eight best weeded bourbon alternatives to Pappy. Let's hear it. I'm rolling it out right now. Yeah, wilderness trail. You the old know. Google machine. That's right. First one up, Weller Special Reserve, oh. weeded bourbon. There's going to be a list of it all the Wellers. It says purchase $20, my ass. The uh, MSRP for Weller Special Reserve is $19.99. That's yeah. wild. I've paid that for it once. Really? One time, yeah. I once paid lower than that for it. For free. Because you <laughs> when gave I me gave a bottle. It to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the next one is, this is one that in my early bourbon adventure, when I first started getting into it, uh, that I liked it was Larceny. Oh yeah, that has an interesting and, story. And that's it. a Fitzgerald product. Yes, isn't uh, that um, isn't Larceny uh, Heaven Hill? No, that's old, that's a well. And old old Fitz is also they're all Heaven Hill. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look at you. Yeah. Hey, Told well, you, cheers. man. Cheers. 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 Distinguished. With the bourbon knowledge. Dropping the babs. Coming up after that, McKenzie never had this bottle and bond weeded bourbon. Never heard of that one. That's number three on the list. Seventeen ninety two. Sweet heat. You left that one out, bro. Sweet, sweet wheat. wheat. Sweet wheat. Yeah, sweet, sweet heat. heat. <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking of barbecue sauces yeah. and ribs. I am. I am. So mm, the sweet, sweet eats. The seven, I still want to try this. I've had some seventeen ninety two. Some some have been good. Some have been bad. But it's a good one. We'll see. I'm hoping it's almost time. It only comes out in the fall, so hopefully I can find some more. Oh, some here. sweet wheat. Yeah. Oh, here's what's one. the MSRP on those. It's less than $40, I think. If you find a bunch. $49. Okay. $49 there for, you go. for the sweet wheat. Um, coming up on the back end of that, Wyoming whiskey. It's a weeded bourbon. Never heard of it. What Man. the hell do they know? Not a damn thing. <laughs> you ain't in Kentucky. Get the hell out. <laughs> All right. Redemption weeded bourbon. Uh, Maker's Mark, private select weeded bourbon. Yep. Garrison's Brothers, Texas straight bourbon. Anything from Texas, me. That's an $86 MSRP. Ooh, for a Texas bourbon? Yeah, get the hell out. All right, so that, good barbecue, not good barbecue. That, that was uh, from highconsumption.com, if you want to check that out. Interesting. Anyways. Okay, next segment. We're going in break. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's finish these delicious Chattanooga whiskey rye pours. And on the backside, we'll get into Reload Recommends and Rapid Fire with Jeremy. See you on the other side. I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? It's his damn glasses. <laughs> my mirror shades. All right, guys. Welcome back to oh, that Reload bre- Podcast. you got to nope, give me a cleaner nope, break nope. than that. That is it. That is my <laughs> intro back into it because you all are screwing <laughs> with me. Dang it. And, guys, we're going to jump not. right into Rapid Fire Question. <laughs> with your host, me, Jeremy, <laughs> the Bouge. All right, guys. Today, we're going to go... Joel, oh, Stacy, Matt. Matt, I never like to put you last because you're always on your computer and you, I can see you Googling stuff in your glasses. You can't do that now. I got a phone. I know, but it's pulled up to your uh, Reload Recommend. That's so, true. So, uh, tough. Yeah. First question. 
Tough titties at the kitty. What is the difference between bourbon and scotch? Joel. Uh, man. This is uh, this is rapid fire questions. Short answer. Go. Bourbon is better. Stacy. Bourbon is smooth. Scotch is smoky. Gross. <laughs> Matt. The names are different. The answer is some bourbons are expensive while all scotch is expensive. That's not true. Could be. <laughs> you ever tried monkey shoulder? Glenn Livet. Well, that tastes like asshole. Oh. Is the Earth hollow with a technologically advanced civilization living on the inside, Joel? No, because that is where hell resides. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will reside in the center of the Earth, burning in hell. So you're saying the Earth <laughs> is, is hollow and there is a civilization living inside of it? Yes. <laughs> Stacy, no. what is this question? Matt, no. <laughs> Full of magma. Follow up. If the completely plausible Hollowware theory is true, could it account for the sporadic appearances of creatures like the Sasquatch? No. No. Is he? Sasquatch isn't real. You shut your mouth. Sasquatch lives on the surface. We already know that. But he could appear and disappear from different areas, and that's it's why like we never find the body. It's like the utilidors at Disney World. Exactly. He just goes up and down as no. he wants to. No, rabbit hole, exactly. rabbit hole. Sasquatch is from the fallen angels where they mated with women on Earth and created. Oh, this again, we've talked yeah, about that. Okay. They created large <laughs> monkeys. They did. <laughs> with with freaking powers. The beasts. Mm-hmm. They created beasts. What does the acronym SWAG, S-W-A-G, stand for? Super wacky, awesome garments. That was slick. Good job. <laughs> slick. Stuff we all get. That is the answer. Yep. That was the office. Michael Scott. Uh, quote from the week. Oh, man. Swag stands for stuff we all get. Do you want to give it a shot? No. That's There's no follow-up. He goes to that convention. That. He gets all the swag. Finally. The stuff we all Another get one. has a disco <laughs> in the hotel room. Stacy and Jeremy. They're, You're welcome. They're syncing up with yeah. the office. Yeah. The next one is true or false. The pumps at gas stations are just drive-through parking spots. True or false? Joel, that story. I want to. I will fight someone. I want to fight every person that parks at a freaking pump and isn't pumping. False. So, false. false. Stacy. False. Because Joel will get mad at me. Yes. Yeah, but you do park there from time to time. Do you? I have. What? <laughs> I'm calling the lawyer. Yeah. Divorce about to occur. Matt? I think it's only acceptable if you've pumped gas and you're going in to either pay for mm-hmm. it or to get snacks. I'm okay with that. If you put it in, you're pumping, you go in to get your snacks, fine. But when you just pull up, get out your damn car, go in and get your beef jerky or your damn Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> I saw where your brain was going. (laughs) Your jerkies. That's the only reason to stop at a gas station. Yeah. 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 No. Taquitos. I think you, or tornadoes. I forgot you Tornados. Yeah. Tornados. Tornados. All right. Would you rather die by zombie attack or a shark attack? Shark. Stacy. Zombie. What? I think shark. I think shark. So the real depth of that question is what would you rather be doing right before you die? Fighting zombies or swimming in the ocean? And Stacey is the only one who would like to fight zombies. I would fight zombies. So you and Matt are having a leisurely beach day where you're frolicking in the surf. I am not about that zombie life. I'll tell you right now. And and Stacey's here loaded down with her. That shark's going to kill you so quick with those sharp ass teeth. Yeah, but Stacey's over here loaded down with her uh, her, her rattler uh, shooting down zombies and gets yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly but then she's going to have her jaw ripped off her face before she's eaten alive. No, you're assuming that I'm he shooting said, the zombies. Die. 
Okay, yeah. You know, I could be a zombie just shot right in the head. What are you talking so about? So it's like Second Life. No. Zombies don't eat zombies. But zombie uh, doesn't have to kill me. Oh, uh, that's uh, the whole zombie. purpose of the question. <laughs> Leave me alone. Skirt steak <laughs> or filet? Joel. Uh, skirt steak, baby. Stacy. That is Sophie's choice, but I'm going with the OG filet. Filet. Uh, so hard. It is such hard. a hard question. That's what she said. If that is so what she hard. said, I think skirt steak right this moment. I would take a skirt, skirt steak. Amen. As you know, there are many issues gripping our country right now. Do you think bringing back the practice of duels would help with the current climate, Joel? No, you don't think two people like just settling their argument by shooting at each other would help? Because it'd be happening all. The time, but it will legally every, be allowed to happen. Like every I have second. a disagreement with you. Let's turn, walk ten spaces, ten paces, and shoot. <laughs> Did you watch Hamilton? Is that where this no. came from? No, I say no. No, Stacy. I would yes. kill. Yes, I would kill a lot of people. I think people here. would really choose their battles. A lot of people. They would. would. Oh, so people would say, "Let's do about it," and like, "Oh no, actually, I don't believe no, that way right. anymore." You're right. There's you know actual what? consequences to disagreeing, mm-hmm. Matt. I gotta think we came away from it for a reason. I'm gonna say no. Because we're turning the pussies. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question. We're getting close to the end here. So, are you prepared for the next question, Joel? Absolutely. Stacy? No. Matt? Yeah. I'm, I'm prepared every week. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Joel? Are duels a terrible idea? No, they're an awesome idea. Okay. Stacy? Am I hungry right now? Yeah. <laughs> Matt? Yes, of course. <laughs> Perfect end. Yeah. To reload rapid fire. Almost said recommend. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it over to Joel. That's right, guys. It's time now for your favorite segment of the podcast. Not really. But anyways, we're going to dive right into... Reload. You've learned. You've lost all enunciation. Like eventually, yeah, it's just going to be a growl. Yeah. I was going to say, like, we're we're live in person here, and that was like lower quality than like through Skype. Like his lips <laughs> never went together. Not like reload. It was. I was looking around to see if any neighbors were going to turn and look at us while it happened. Too neighbors, nobody's out. You mean like cats looking for what's screeching at them? <laughs> all right, take us in. Screw you guys. All right, so I'm gonna, screw you guys. Screw you guys. All right, let's let's dive straight into it. I'm gonna throw Matt in first. We're gonna do Stacy, Jeremy. Stacy's already gone. I've already gone. Okay, we're gonna do it again, <laughs> <laughs> and then last myself. So let's dive straight into it, Matt. What you got, brother? All right, this week you guys know I always bring a song. So this week for Matt's music, I have Austin, Texas-based rock duo Black Pistol Fire. These guys have a gritty, grungy vibe that resonates through heavy rock vibes. Uh, released as a single in 2019, this is a song called Pick Your Poison. So more we bargain for. We all pick our poison. It's best left unspoken. Not the only one. We can't fix what's broken when all is chosen. Now I know I'm not the only one. It's safe to say that now your secret's out. I push 
Bro, where did you find this good-ass music? On Spotify, man. Spotify does a good job suggesting songs to me. And I just want to say this song is about liquor, and the cover of the album is a, uh, you guys can see it here, obviously the listeners can't, but it's an old-fashioned glass with a couple of rocks in it and some brown liquor. So there you go. That's right. Fitting for the theme. Stacy, tell us about your recommendation. Well, we already talked about it, and it was that uh, Chattanooga whiskey rye. Well, tell us about it. It is delicious. It's a great sipping bourbon. It is uh, straight from Chattanooga Whiskey, which is a distillery out of Chattanooga. Um, fairly new company, one that we all want to visit. Hopefully, we can get an invite. In- <laughs> Hopefully, we can get an invite. Chattanooga Whiskey, come on, hit us up at that Real Life Podcast. And but um, I went out and bought it right after tasting it. Loved it that much. What's it cost? I think it was. Did I say what? Forty bucks. Thirty nine ninety nine. I believe is what it was. It or is, under it was it was that price or a little bit less. It is very tasty and the nose is fantastic. It is so get on it right now. Yeah, Jeremy, talk to me, guys. You are going to be thrilled with my recommendation this week. Uh, you especially, Stacy. It is a TV show new to Netflix. It is the follow-up series to Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> called The Legend of Korra. Korra. It is four seasons, all on Netflix. Originally from Nickelodeon, it's not as good as the original, but it's very interesting to see what happens in that world seventy years later as the new Avatar, which is Korra, comes along. Did hey. I not? Did I? Or did you not walk in on me watching this freaking? <laughs> Yeah, he was. I finished watching this a few weeks ago, and I've been waiting for the perfect podcast to drop it, and it just seems so right today. But thank you for telling me something that I will be sure not to tune into. Oh, it's <laughs> like I mean, you should watch Avatar: The Last Airbender first, um, and this is an interesting follow-up. It's not as good as the original. It doesn't have that four-season plot where they're trying to go after the uh, the Fire Nation sure. with the Hundred Year War. Oh the first my God. one. Yeah. Uh, this is more of individual day-to-day stuff. I mean, uh, each season has its own um, climax, um, and with. That. You know, and with um, that. Like with one of them, she loses her attachment to like previous avatars and stuff. Um, you know, there, there's lots of us. Uh, Cue the stuff exit going music. Um, Joel still has a recommendation. Joel saw his recommendation. I'm just kidding. Stacy hates cartoons. I'm not a cartoon fan. It's an American. Not even like anime. Family Guy. Uh, I Simpsons. South Park. Love Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, I will do those, but like I'm not a cartoon. You like, just don't Disney like anime. Cartoons. Yeah, J- just or think even of Disney this cartoons. as like South Park, but it's not funny not or like dirty. Pixar movies, even? No, no, she like Wally. She hates them all. I did and like up? Wally. I, I like them, but I have to force myself to watch them. The only cartoon that I prefer over live action is the Grinch Who Stole Christmas cartoon. I, I really enjoy like right old school Disney cartoons like uh, Hercules, Tar- yes. Tarzan yeah. with the Phil Collins soundtrack. Yeah, holy shit, that's good. Look at all these recommendations. This Phil, the Phil. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> recommendations Phil. just dropping right and left out of me like uh, <laughs> like Phil dropping Collins. deuces. I mean, <laughs> I can feel it. Whatever. All right. Da, 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 My recommendation da, 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 da. is not as awesome as some of the ones you've heard today, but it's a recommendation that I'm going to be applying to myself, which is if you like bourbon, if you like whiskeys, I don't get stuck, just like with food, don't get stuck in one way of, of consuming something. You know, try different methods, whether it's dripping a little bit of water in there, trying it on the rocks, chilling it out, using a whiskey rock or something like that that doesn't water down the whiskey itself. They've got soapstone, they've got granite, and they even have these uh, stainless steel um, you know, bullets that you can get in there. So try different things to see exactly what you like and get different experiences with your bourbon and whiskey tastings. Hit me. 
you say different methods of trying bourbon, you mean like a colonic, like different ways to put it in your body? No, like, no, no the only way you, the only reason you pour anything in your ass if it's bronzy. Okay. Has to be UT sense. students. Yeah. Students. 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 Okay. Is that it? We done? Are we done with this, guys? That's it. Wrap yeah. it. Right. Stacy, give what? us it. Give it to us. All right. So I was just going to say, um, next week, make sure you turn tune in because we have a very special guest with us. You That's may right. have heard of him on Instagram at over the cooking or oh, over the fire cooking. <laughs> over the cooking fire. <laughs> over give the me cooking more bourbon. fire. Cook, cook oh, fire. Over the fire is, cooking. This is what you get when you feed me bourbon the entire the entire day. So over the fire cooking on Instagram, Derek Wolf. He's going to be on the next episode. He's joining us, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great, guys. Um, excited for you guys to uh, listen to him, and I'm excited to actually meet him as well. So. That being said, guys, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you all. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now so you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. (laughs) What the heck are you doing? (laughs) I hit it and I was like, man, that's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most annoying sound in the world. It's because Joel was screwing with the microphones and he switched around. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's my fault, Jeremy. My fault. Certainly not my fault. All right. Let's, let's go again. Let's try it again. Well, try not to screw things up this time, Joel. Yes, sir. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Catch it. me up this season on Dancing with the Stars. Stop it. Stop 8, it. 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Yeah. I, like that. I am going to dance these little tigers off. That's right. Tigers. All right, so so I just texted my sister and said, um, you sent this while podcasting. I talked about it live on air. And she goes, shut up, OMG, what did you say? I said, you'll have to listen uh, Tuesday. Yeah. And then she goes, acceptable, acceptable to listen in the car with your mom? I go, eh. <laughs> <laughs>